Hey, Jason. Hey, Tyler. I got a question for you. Yeah, man. Okay. So imagine this. We have uh, figured out uh, time travel. Okay. And um, sciences scientists have decided to um, bring Albert Einstein to the future because uh-huh. they figure that he's the guy. So we can bring people forward in time and just revisit for like a day. Yeah. So we figured we Albert Einstein. Pass. Yeah, yeah, Albert Einstein, uh, well-known physicist and uh, um, hair exhibitionist, <laughs> has uh, will will be able to understand kind of the good, um, not screw stuff up basically. Right. right. So um, he has come forward, and there's a big um, contest where they have, they they pick who is going to be able to spend some time with Albert Einstein during right. his day here. Right. And he's doing all kinds of things. And one of the things that uh, they had to have some correspondence with him and they told him about some things in the future. And one of the things that he really wanted to do was to ride the world's tallest roller coaster. Okay. Uh, and this is one of the contests where that throughout the day, uh, different people had been involved in different kind of drawings to see who gets to do different things. With him. You, Jason Fryer, yes. have won the oh, contest boy. to ride the roller coaster mm-hmm. with Albert Einstein. Now, this is the world's tallest roller coaster. It has the incline hill, the chucka 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 mm-hmm. hill, mm-hmm. that lasts a minute and a half. Wow! Because okay. it and then it like really kicks in. So right. you're sitting next to Albert Einstein. You're very excited. He's very excited. He's never been on a roller coaster before. You're you start the chucka 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 chucka. Albert Einstein looks over to you, and he says, "Who is God?" Oh, I've got. A minute 30. Yeah. Start the clock, because, I mean, anytime I have to think about it... It's it's already going. It's already already happening. Who is God? Uh, I would say to Albert Einstein, great scientist that you are, surely there are questions that you've come across that even you can't answer. Why does love feel the way it does? Why does a puppy dog make everybody go, oh, why? There are things in science that you can't figure out. The life force behind that, the thing that makes those things move, that's God. Or at least that's evidence of God's being. Einstein uh, looks across <laughs> the, the uh, amusement park and says, "Wow, there's a lot of rides here, and we still have 45 seconds. Would yeah. you like to tell me more?" I, I, I th- yeah, I, I think, I don't know, because I think that's such a curious. Is one of my favorite juxtapositions is God and science. Of you know, anybody that assumes that science is opposite God. I think they're messed up because I think scientists, even Albert Einstein, probably when he came up with E equals MC squared, probably had a moment where he was like, oh, that's beautiful. And I think that to anybody that's paying attention is appearing in on how God works and what God's up to in the world in a way that you can't quite put words to it. And that's where it gets tricky. And soon I'm going to start coming down a roller coaster and screaming. And yeah, peeing. I think you're going right around the edge yeah. uh, at this point. So I think that, that he's satisfied, but he's immediately satisfied because he's on the roller coaster. So. Right. It's just happening. Yeah, there's no there's no loss to this. I would follow up with a question to a legitimate scientist like Albert Einstein. Why does it have to be that at age 35 I get sicker on roller coasters <laughs> than I ever did at age 15, 16? That's a, that's a good question. I th- Well, yeah. Our youth group went to Cedar Point a couple summers ago, and I went in with, like, let's ride everything, right? Yeah. And my third roller coaster, I was like, hey, guys, 
I need a minute. Oh, <laughs> just so it's not like done for the day. No, just no, like, you just got to like recalibrate yeah, the system. Yeah. Uh, I had that in two instances. One, when I I went on Mission Space hmm. at Disney World. And it's it, it was the full-fledged one, the centrifuge, that actually just spins you against the wall. But it doesn't re- – I mean, it's like those spin you get stuck against the wall rides, but you're in a space capsule, so you don't realize that's what's going on. Right. And it simulates a space ride. And uh, I think I was probably 28, 29. And um, that was the first ride where at the end of it I was like, I, I don't think I want to do that again. <laughs> And I think I'm done it's here. Like my stomach was sick in my head. <laughs> right. Like I had a headache that felt like my brain was going to throw up. <laughs> and then I was fine. And I'd gone on it. Every time I go back, I go on it again. And then, and then about five minutes later, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. That's bad. The other experience was that we were at a place called Carowinds, which is in Charlotte. Um, and it's owned by Cedar Fair, who's the Cedar Point people. And uh, there was uh, Carowinds is notorious for being a Cedar Point like um, amusement park with the crowds of Kennywood. Ooh. And so um, rarely are you waiting more than 15 minutes for a, a, a really good roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and it used to be a Six Flags, so it's like that quality. Um, and there was one called Afterburn, which used to be called Top Gun. And uh, they give you a free pair of aviators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ride. yeah. Yeah, and uh, you don't sit in the goose seat because that's not the good seat to sit in. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah, but uh, um, we... There was nobody on it, and they kept saying, "If no one's in your row," and it was a it was a, a, a hang dangly feet. Oh one. yeah, yeah. So the track on the top, and uh, it was super fun. And they said, "If there's no one in your row, you can just ride again." And we had a, a full youth group, like so we had the whole train, <laughs> and slowly, like, and it was there was nobody there, and so it was just like, well, it, it would be we'd be losing money not to do this, <laughs> and it became this kind of unofficial challenge for everyone, and and slowly and but surely people just kind of. Stopped going. Someone read three times in a row, four times in a row. Uh, there was a kid and I who were in the same row, and we rode seven times, right, <sighs> like back to back. Yeah. And uh, after the seventh time, we both looked at each other and just like a gentleman's agreement. It, and it wasn't even like we were like egging each other on. We just felt like we needed to. And then yeah. as soon as that, we were both like, yeah, we need to be done doing this. <laughs> this, is a, this is, yeah. We're I don't think the human body is not designed <laughs> for this so many times. And it was probably, I mean, it's a solid. I'm seven times on. That's like 15 minutes straight yeah. on a roller coaster with like a like a, with a the, 60 second break in between each yeah. each run. That's glorious. Well, it's almost unfair because it was your question. But what? what how would you respond to to Dr. Einstein in that moment? Well, I would have loved to have won the contest, but I didn't. Like that's the thing. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> second place. Second place. I have to talk to Niels Bohr, and he only speaks German. <laughs> Best of luck, man. Best of luck. Uh, I'm Tyler. And I'm Jay. And this is Roughing the Pastor. Is timely. A lot of times, our uh, our topics are uh, uh, 
kind of general. They can go anytime. Evergreen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even our our Marvel one, while it was connected to the Avengers coming out, it was still a conversation that could be had at any time. Yeah. Other than the fact that we didn't know what had happened in Endgame, right. which we now do. And we we're not, totally do. We're we not going to talk we about it. We won't spoil it for people. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it was not what I was, it was kind of what I was expecting, but not at the yeah. same time. Like, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. It gave me what I needed. Anyway, yeah. we'll talk about that at some point, like probably months in the future when yeah, everyone right. has we seen catch it. up to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we don't want to just go see it. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah. I've seen it a couple times at this point. Um, so, uh, what, what, whether you know it or not, uh, I think many people are like, hey, remember that thing Easter? That's yeah. one day? That one day. Yeah. Um, that was a couple weeks ago. The one day so- we have to put out extra chairs in the sanctuary. <laughs> exactly. The Creasters show up. Yes. Hey, we saw you at Christmas. Hey. We'll, see you, we'll see you again next Christmas. Yeah, right. Uh, and you're sitting in my seat. And <laughs> In love. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what we often don't talk about is that we are actually, Easter is a season. Yeah. And it's not the season leading up to Easter, which nope. is kind of how we treat it. It's actually the season from Easter all the way until Pentecost. Yes. And Pentecost is... June 9th this year? Yeah, and it always floats because it floats with Easter. Right. Because Easter floats with Passover, which is based on the lunar calendar. So the traditional Jewish calendar, uh, it's like 5,700 something. (laughs) Like it's the year 5,700 something, right? Yeah. And... uh, (laughs) Because someone's counting. Yeah, it, yeah, they don't. The the birth of Jesus is not as big in the yeah, Jewish I faith would, as it is. Wouldn't think so. <laughs> in the the common era, uh, so our years are based uh, roughly around when Jesus was born, and that's where you get the the BC before Christ and the AD, which is Anno Domini, which is Latin for in the year of our Lord. Yes. And so we are in the year 2019, Anno Domini. Ish. Um, ish. Yeah. yeah. Jesus was probably born four years after Jesus was born. So close. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, anyway, the uh, Easter floats with when Passover happens because yep. we we keep it with um, Jesus is going to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover, yep. uh, and which actually the Seder meal happens. The Seder meal did not exist. Jesus didn't have a Seder meal because the Seder meal is actually like a couple hundred years later. It's yeah. after the fall of Jerusalem, which happens in seventy nine eighty. So, but they still had a Passover feast. It just right. wasn't the Seder meal. Right, it wasn't right. the traditional thing. Uh, so when churches are like, we're having a traditional Seder meal, just like Jesus. No, you're not. No, you're not. He didn't, he yeah. didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> so the, uh, anyway, um, uh, we, we float with that. That's why Easter kind of goes in different places. And here in 2019, it's about as late as it's ever gets. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's really back April here. 21st. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, last year it was April 1st, which is about as early as it gets. Yeah. Sometimes I think it can get to like the 27th of March. Like it can it get, it can in. dip into March, but this is about, so we went in a big swing these last two years, 2018, yep. April 1st, 2019, April 21st. Um, so the, uh, the whole weird, we're that season though, then goes to Pentecost and Pentecost, uh, it literally means 50 Penta mm-hmm. pe- 50 days after. So 50 days after Passover, was Pentecost, which was a thing that happened in the Jewish faith. It was called the the Feast of Bread, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it was a festival that was um, where people would come to Jerusalem and have. And that's why at Pentecost, all these people who speak different languages have come from all these different places to Jerusalem. And then Pentecost is where the disciples, the Holy Spirit descends upon them, and then can speak in different languages. And, right. And so it's the they the tongues of fire, and so they can speak. And all these people are like, what? Hey, how can they understand my language? And they have funny accents. They sound like they're from Galilee, and they're probably drunk. Yeah. And I love Peter's response. I love that. Peter's response. response is the best response. He doesn't say, "We're not drunk." 
It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We're not drunk yet. Yeah, it, we're not drunk. That comes later. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if it was noon. Priorities, people. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. But <laughs> clearly, we, we're not drunk. We're hungover. Yeah. <laughs> and that's better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, all that is to say, we're still thick in the middle, like right kind of in the middle of the Easter season. Yeah. So what does that mean? Hmm. And the what we're going to talk about a little bit is we're going to unpack. Uh, so we've we've had, I don't know if you've picked up on this, that we're trying to do the theology of something. Basically looking at a, at a theme and trying to explore where is God in that theme. Sometimes it's very secular, the theology of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as we just did. The theology yeah. of uh, coffee. So just trying to look at a, at a normal real world thing and then seeing God in that. Right. This one is a little more tricky because we're kind of just doing a church thing. But yeah. what I want to look at is the theology of secular Easter. Yep. And where that fits in. And I want to start with this question. And I ask you to this, uh, Jason Fryer. Yes. Why do we call it Easter? If memory serves. Oh, do I, you know the real answer? I do know the real oh, answer. I really was hoping you didn't know the answer because I love that gotcha moment. Okay. Oh, no, no. It's I, not a gotcha, but it's just well, that point. Okay. I'm going to give you this. I'm not Go 100% for it. Go for it. confident. So Go for it. I'm, I'm open to corrections from either you or Bartleby. Yeah, sure thing. But we as Christians have zero original ideas. Yes. Everything we have is borrowed from somebody else. So wait, before before we get to this real answer, because you, you've gone to it. Yeah. Uh, so stop this podcast. Yeah. I want you, the listener, whether you are a current, like real avid Christian, whether you grew up in the church and are not connected to the church at all, or whether for some reason you stumbled on this podcast and have stuck with it and you've never had any connection to the church, <laughs> try to think, why is it called Easter? Yeah. Why? And, and have you ever thought about that? And try to come up with a reason, like think of it, just take 30 seconds, think, here's why I think it is. And then come back to us, and here's we'll why. Wait. And Jason's going to tell you. We'll wait. And welcome back. Uh, well, yeah. How, okay. How'd that go for you? So, Jay, why was it called Easter? So I believe, again, I'd be open to correction, but this was the pagan celebration of Esther, yeah. who was a goddess of fertility. I th- I spelled O-E-S-T-E-R, I think, is one of the spellings. Of it. I can yeah. hardly spell my name half the time, so yep. spelling is bonus points. Uh, but Esther was the goddess of fertility. I think that so. Sounds yeah. right. A Germanic god. Uh-huh. And uh, so... When the Christians were casting about for places to put things in a pagan calendar, it was actually kind of creative. What they did was put their holidays in with holidays that already existed, yeah, and kind of like took over, yeah. Um, which so, is which is something that, and given the kind of long introduction that we had, that's very much true for Christmas. Yes. So Christmas falls just after the winter solstice, which is the shortest day of the year, and a huge uh, pagan celebration. Uh, so in in the missionary sense, when they were trying to kind of uh, spread the gospel to these places that have never had it before, 
and letting them like things that you are used to doing, like redeeming those things. Are you, right. You stuck. I was really hoping you wouldn't say anything because I was so close. <laughs> you were really close. I thought you got stuck at one point. So no. Jay just took off his sweatshirt. He did it like navigated it very wonderfully was, and did it so quietly. I'm sure it doesn't show up on the sound. Pretty but at one point it looked you had both arms <laughs> down to David the elbows behind you. Yeah. yeah, It looked like, OK, let's just see how long he stays like that because I think he's stuck. He's going to have to ask. Anyway, yeah. uh, so. Um, the winter solstice because Christmas doesn't float. So right. they put it close to that. So instead of on the, and the winter solstice is always on the 21st. It's right. always the shortest day always, of the year. Always there. Um, the vernal equinox, which is the, the first day of spring. Yeah. It's when the days are equal uh, or close to equal. And this is again, all in the Northern hemisphere. It's not quite the same in the Southern hemisphere. I mean, it is for the equinox. Uh, they're, they're flipped with the solstices. So yeah. the winter the solstice in the North winter, is yeah. the summer solstice in the winter. Um, and so the vernal equinox is always March 20th, 21st, 22nd, like right around 21st, there. 21st, yeah. I think. And I think sometimes it can float a little bit within the day, but it's it's not, it never floats as much as Easter does. Right. So Easter always, again, Easter is always connected to Passover and that can float as much as I think 25 days, 27 days. Right. So it's a lunar cycle. It can float as much as a lunar cycle, but it always is around, like it. the, the equinox is always within that season. Yep. It's usually in Lent. Sometimes it can be in Easter, um, but it goes with that. And so continue with more of the paganism. So the paganism doesn't stop there. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, as the Christians are looking around Easter, celebrating the resurrection of Christ, what what do we have around us that talks about life and new life and birth and rebirth? Yeah. Oh, look, Esther, this goddess of fertility. Yeah. Which is why there's a great Jim Gaffigan bit oh. when he's talking about Jim Gaffigan, hilarious comedian. Oh, unbelievably funny. Yeah. I mean, he's trying to figure out how we came up with the different holiday traditions that we have. Mm -hmm. And the line that he does is, oh, Easter, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. How do you want to celebrate? How about eggs? <laughs> yeah. <And> like <laughs> like the, the eggs seem like they have absolutely no yeah. connection to the thing. Or the rabbits. Why are there rabbits? Yeah. Why do we have an Easter bunny? Yeah. Why does my mom constantly get me the solid chocolate rabbit oh, every year? That's so good. Did you get the which one? Sarah's. I, I go with Daffins. Have you ever had Daffins? No. That's more of like a Newcastle, Sharon, like so north of the city. Get in the car. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so it's so great. And the best time to get it is right around now. So like a couple weeks after Easter because you get like the leftovers. Yeah. And it's the quality is still good. And that chocolate still tastes great. It doesn't matter what shape it's in. Okay. Here's. Yeah. This is for next year. Yeah. Because I think after we've done this on Secular Easter, we should, you know, let Easter go. Yeah. I think next year we need an entire podcast on Easter candy and our opinions of it. Oh, yes. Because well, you could do a whole hour. You could. But I do have to tell you now, we might have missed it. I think that it's definitely within that first week. But there's a sweet spot where you can get all the Easter candy and it goes deep sales. Yeah. And again, remembering if you are someone who is a practicing Christian or just interested it's in Christianity, this is the this is the time to eat it. Yep. So all those Cadbury eggs and all those uh, uh, the the Reese's peanut butter eggs, which is, I would argue the the exact perfect proportion of mm. chocolate to peanut butter is the the big Reese's peanut butter egg not the mini ones yeah yeah I yeah. think the peanut butter cup actually has too much chocolate I think you're right I think the peanut butter egg is where it's at and so this is my favorite time of year for Reese's peanut butter egg if if someone is looking to do something very nice to me go get and <laughs> you can get them you can get them on seventy nine percent seventy five percent clear right now and get me a bunch of Reese's peanut butter eggs I will also take during Christmas season the Reese's peanut butter tree. 
which is basically a malformed <laughs> yeah. peanut butter egg. They've done that well too. They said it's perfect proportion. Uh, just a little bit of chocolate because that chocolate is garbage in the mm-hmm. Reese's peanut butter cups. But uh, it's, it's the delivery vehicle. Yeah. Though, oh yeah. And there. the peanut butter is fantastic. And if you buy Reese's peanut butter at the store, don't be fooled. It's not. It's, it's like not what it, you want it's to real, yeah. It's not good because the peanut butter in the peanut butter cups is not actually peanut butter. No. It's just peanut butter flavored sugar. Yeah. Uh, but it's so good. So. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The reason we have eggs and bunnies and Reese's of all kinds is because of the fertility thing, yeah. right? Eggs, new life. Yeah. There's, a, I mean, to to bring in another uh, comedian, uh, Eddie Izzard. Do you ever heard oh, Eddie yeah. Izzard? Eddie Izzard's fantastic. And he has a, a stand-up called Dress to Kill, which is from the 90s, just to bring us back to the 90s. But uh, um, Eddie Izzard had a thing where he talked about that same thing. And he said, uh, he, and he had kids is like, uh, uh, why do we have... Uh, Rabbits. He's like because uh, they were had their rabbit holes by the cross, and uh, and and these like kids are just like I don't know, whatever. Just keep giving me these eggs. Yeah, right. Just give me the chocolate. Yeah, whatever you want. I'll eat it. Just well, no, like uh, rabbits multiply, right? Yes. If you have two rabbits that are not that are are a boy and a girl, pretty soon you're gonna have a lot of rabbits. You're gonna have a million rabbits. Yeah, and they are very fertile. Yeah, and eggs, things come out of eggs. New life comes out of eggs. Right. And so both of those were incredibly front and center in this fertility time. And yep. and that, and they have it in the spring because that's what's happening in the world around us. So the beautiful thing about this and kind of what it all connects to is that a lot of, th- a lot of times in the church, there is a big push against the secular and especially a big push against the pagan. Yeah. If you have people now who talks about pagan stuff in our society, like they, they're, if they're using that word now, yeah. they're hardcore yeah. about how like there's anti-Christian things in our society. Let me say on this topic. Go for it. Again, planning for the future. Yeah. When Halloween comes, oh, we're going to need a double episode. Yeah, we absolutely will. Maybe yeah, a whole we, month on Halloween because Halloween is hands down my favorite holiday. It's the best. And I'll even make this statement. Halloween, and we're not going to unpack it until we get to Halloween. Yeah. Halloween is my favorite Christian holiday. Yes. Okay. Yes. So sit on that one for a couple months and we'll come back to <sighs> I it. I love it. I love I it. I love it so wait. much. Maybe we'll just record it now and then hold it for, <laughs> for a year. Uh, so, Relevant topics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Halloween happens every year, so that's good. So anyway, the the whole sense of uh, paganism, um, yes, uh, the the beautiful thing about the church, and um, Christmas is a good example. We'll do a Christmas episode Mm -hmm. about this too, but almost everything, every symbol that you think of for Christmas is not Christian. No. Does not have its origins in Christianity. Uh-uh. And to to bring it back, I mean, again, we'll say that for the Christian episode or for the Christmas episode, but to say, to point out that Easter is actually the name mm-hmm. of a pagan God, of a fake God. <laughs> right. Uh, and we use it for our holiest day uh-huh. of the of the Christian calendar. And if you look in, um, like on the lectionary and stuff, they don't call it Easter Sunday, they call it Resurrection Sunday. Right. Uh, and so a lot of like real, like, uh, decent and in order Presbyterians will say happy resurrection Sunday and they'll yeah. have that on the bulletin and they won't say Easter and stuff like that. And it's not to say that's a correct way to say it because it puts the focus in the right place, but right. sure. It, to call it Easter is not anti God no. and it's not sacrilegious. It's not um, blasphemy Mm-mm. to have eggs an Easter egg hunt at your church is not a bad thing. No. We had a wonderful one at ours uh, like several weeks ago worked out great Thankfully, it didn't rain. Um, and uh, the, but that it, there's nothing wrong with that. No. And there's nothing wrong with bunnies. There's nothing wrong with any of that because God, if we believe, if God is the God that we claim, 
God is the God that the church has been telling us that, that the people that we trust have been telling us and that we've been able to see glimpses of, right. even if we don't fully understand who God is. If God is the God that, that we have been told, then God is the God of everything. Yeah. That there is nothing in this world that God did not create. Right. And so God's fingerprints are all over every single thing. And so even things that miss the boat, even things that aren't fully directly declaring God, declare what God is. And which is, I mean, kind of the thesis statement of this whole podcast. Totally. Yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm going to throw some Hebrew at you. Go for it. You know, I love it. I, I paid, love some Hebrew. I paid for this degree. Yeah. Um, but there are two words for he, in Hebrew for create. Yeah. There's yetzer, yeah. which is to form. Bless you. Yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> and there's bara, ah, which yeah. is to create. Yes, yes. And never does God yetzer... God always baraz. Yeah. And humans are the one that gets air. Oh, We're yeah. the ones that form. So God creates everything. Anything that exists is of God. Yeah. But then God gives humanity the power to say, hey, why don't you take that and shape it however you want yeah. to shape it? Well, and it's like an artist. Yeah. So an art, like a painter. A painter forms, I mean, they create the image, but they are not, they're, they're making that image by manipulating other things that already exist. Right. So it is not uh, like a scientist, like we, we, we're not able to create things in a lab just out of nothing. Yeah. We can combine even elements into things. Um, so a good example of this is the Cheeto. <laughs> you knew we were going to get uh, of there. Of course. Eventually. I mean, the, yeah. log- the logical, the logical connection to all this. I know you all were expecting it. <laughs> the Cheeto, the Cheeto is often talked about as the, as science's perfect food. And I'm talking about the cheese puff Cheeto. Yeah. So there's the crunchy Cheeto. No, get which out of is, here. It's really weird when you think about the two very different things. They are. That have the same name. <laughs> so when you say, I would like some Cheetos, someone might bring you the puffs and someone yeah. might bring you the crunchies and well, that might not be what you wanted. No, I was going to say, I'm all puffs all the time, but yeah, go on. Crunchies are, I like them both, but I prefer the puff. Yeah. So they say that science's perfect food is the cheese puff, the okay. Cheeto, because it is unlike anything that exists in nature. You cannot get anything that is close to a Cheeto. So it it has its own texture and its own experience that is unlike anything. And this we celebrate this? And we celebrate no, this okay. because it's a it's a miracle of science. It could not have existed outside of what we did with it. We as a pure creation, but again, it's just manipulation of the tools that we already had. So it's right. taking certain things and combining them in a way that makes something else. So right. it's not it's not like Cheetos didn't exist. It's just we've reformulated matter or atoms and stuff to chemicals to do a certain thing. The other thing is that it basically melts in your mouth. Uh-huh. Like if you suck on a Cheeto, it just dissolves. And from the science standpoint, from the consumer standpoint, you can eat a ton of them yeah. and not realize how many you've eaten. Oh my gosh. Until, like your, tummy, until your tummy hurts, yeah. which is like an hour after you're done. <laughs> you're like, what did I do? I ate a whole barrel of Put those cheese balls. My body? Yeah. And so that, even that, even the most sciencey thing, the food, sciencey food science thing that we can do is still, we did not create it. We just took things that existed and combined them in a certain way to make this. And that's what, I mean, uh, uh, there is true artistry in making a Cheeto. Right. Just like there's true artistry in uh, Caravaggio's picture of uh, of St. Thomas uh, seeing Jesus. One of my favorite pictures. Yeah. Or the, the Last Supper or the Mona Lisa or any of these beautiful pieces of art. Um that they are putting something there, even something like Andy Warhol, who's just kind of copying things that we already know, but but making you see the beauty in something that's very pedestrian right. every day. That all of that is taking things that already exist. <coughs> yes. Carry on. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite is the fryer sneeze. Uh, taking things that already exist and turning them into something new. Right. And so it could be as simple as this 
everyday item that you have, this paint can or this uh, soup can, I'm going to put blow it up real big and put it on the wall and make you make you think about it. Yeah. Or it could be as simple as these paints that anybody can use. I'm going to combine them in such a way that you never would have thought that it, you would thought it's a real picture. Yeah. Where I'm going to take this pencil and draw something that's so real that it looks like and like MC Escher. I'm going to make things that your brain can't handle. Yep. But you can still follow it. You can walk along the path of these stairs and you can walk up them and then down them and up them and down them and your brain can't put it together, but you can see how it works. Yeah. And I have somehow created something impossible that you can now visualize. Yep. And that's, we don't do it as much with Easter, I don't think, as a church. But when people say, Christmas, I want to get back to the purest Christmas. I want to get out, I want to get the secular out of Christmas. Yeah. It's as if they're saying, I want a cheese puff that grew on the tree. Yeah. I want to pick the cheese puff off the tree. And, like, and if it didn't grow on the tree, then it's bad and right. we should we should throw it out. And it's like, you know that doesn't exist. Yeah. And you wouldn't like it if it did. Yeah. Like you actually like the thing that is secular, yeah. like that that is the forming of this new thing out of And it and it creates this this different this kind of false dichotomy that if it's not explicitly religious. It not explicitly Christian because I mean right. obviously Easter is religious it's pagan religion right um, I mean Easter the Esther the the pagan god of of fertility and the with all all the images that we're talking about mm-hmm. um, so if it's not expressly Christian then it's bad and it's wrong and it's of the devil or something that's right. pulling you away but like hurting your faith and that is that's giving so much power to things that are not the god <laughs> that we understand if yeah. this god created everything not only created everything but created us. And gave us a will, like they got the. You said some some Hebrew. I'm gonna say some Hebrew. This yeah, is, I can. I said a Hebrew prayer in a foreign country and got in trouble for it. Uh, <laughs> they, Put a pin in that story. Yeah, yeah, we'll come yeah. Back oh, to that's that. a, yeah. it's an exciting story. I it was in customs and they were like, "Can you speak this language?" And I was like, "Yeah, this." And then I was like, "Why can you speak that?" Anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so the uh, yeah, I didn't think I was gonna get out. Um, the, <laughs> so. Uh, just a simple thing. If someone asks you if you could speak a different language and in another country, one just, say no. yeah. just say no. Just say no. If somebody asks you if you are a god, you say yes. yes. Uh, so um, the uh, oh, so there's uh, a word. The word for spirit in mm-hmm. Hebrew is ruach, mm-hmm. and you got to get the yeah. You got to have like, that ruach. Got you all in check, and so. Uh, and the, the Greek word for for spirit is pneuma. Mm-hmm. And the Greek word for wind is pneuma. The yep. Greek the Hebrew word for wind is ruach. ruach. So the word for Hebrew the Hebrew and Greek words for wind and spirit are the exact same. Yep. And you have to use the context. So in Genesis, it ta- in, in uh, the beginning of Genesis, it talks about the creation of humans and the, how God gives his ruach. So he breathes into the nostril, gives air into the nostril of Adam, which just means man. Uh, It means basically means dirt, mud man. Dirt boy. Yeah, so it's not even a name. It's just thing. (laughs) Made of dirt thing. (laughs) I now breathe into you. So it's either breathing life into him, giving giving him air, but it's also giving him spirit. Yeah. And so we believe, and there's a, again, to cite the heretic Rob Bell. Yeah. uh, he has the in one of the Numa videos, uh, also Numa. based on the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Greek first, based on a real story. Oh, yeah. uh, talks about how um, that when the, the the name for God, the Tetragrammaton, so the Yahweh, uh-huh. in in Hebrew, 
it's yat hey vote hey. So those are the Hebrew letters. But the th- weird thing about Hebrew, Hebrew is a really complicated language, is that there so are hard. there are breathing noises mm-hmm. and not like vowels. So yat hey vote hey are actually you can't say them. It's yat it's just right. it's just breath. Right. And so his point, which is probably not I mean, other people thought this too. It's not like he created it. Yeah. But but he uh, put it in a really cool exactly. video. He yeah. put it in an in an eleven minute thing that you can show to a youth group <laughs> uh, that had a soundtrack that sounded like a Coldplay warming up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the demo on a synthesizer. That's so true. And so uh but but he was saying that that basically you, uh, the whole idea that we can't say the name of God, it's not a it's not a forbidden thing. It's saying that it's just unpronounceable, right? And uh, and that gets transliterated into Jehovah or Yahweh, um, but it's still just. And it's yeah. if you're looking in the Old Testament, anytime you see Lord and it's capitalized, have you ever noticed that? So L O R D and it's in, all in capitals. That's the Tetragrammaton. That's the the Yat Hey Vohe Yahweh. Um, the, it looks like Y W H W. Yeah, uh, Jehovah. It's all the same thing. So. Um, and that's the name of God. And and what this video is saying is that basically every time we breathe. We are saying the name of God. Yeah. And that when you cannot say the name of God anymore, that's when that's the, when you that die. the spirit leaves you. Yeah. Uh, but the spirit goes to be with God and it returns to God. And so this again, all that's a long way to say that if we believe that God that all life, that all everything that breathes is saying the name of God, mm-hmm. then even the people who make Cheetos yeah. do that are acting that that they're they are copying they're the 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 creator god their parents who has in the same way that a child copies in doing this act an act of taking something and turning it into something more complex and more elegant and yeah. more beautiful even if that's a cheeto which is a beautiful thing and that's the same thing of turning that art into it it's the same thing of of t- turning chocolate bunnies into something that helps us to celebrate that jesus has risen yes. and that we have a hope and a future and that something is good and so None of these things, you don't have to spend these seasons solely based in, and especially the season of Lent, which is all, I mean, we've turned it into this penitential, like self-maceration kind of thing where we just talk, like we we forbid ourselves of things, like we're trying to flagellate ourselves. Why'd you give up? Yeah. Oh, this is so hard. It's like when you were talking last week about, or, or a couple weeks ago about riding the bike. Or we'll talk about. I can't remember where we're putting that one, uh, but just the sense of like. And sometimes, so uh, if we haven't gotten to that one yet, the idea it's of, coming. of uh, sometimes when we when we work for things, we feel like we have to suffer. Yeah. To for it to be real, and Lent is a time where we as Christians think, "Look at how much I've suffered." No, for we dive days. into that, and that's long. not what that's about. Yeah. It's about repenting, which just means change your perspective, yeah. change the way you're looking at the world, and notice that God is here. And so we've come out of this thing and we can we can turn Easter into this time of um, only about how holy we can be. And you got to be holy enough. And now and we've, we're now at the mountaintop. We've come down from the mountaintop and we're kind of forgetting about this. We put all the Easter stuff away. We're on to the end of school, the beginning of summer. Like we've got enough stuff now to deal with. Yeah. The days are getting long. Like we've already planning out. Like we're kind of if you're in school, you're taking your tests. If you're in work, you're kind of gearing up for um all different the, work yeah, yeah, yeah different work and summertime work and like later nights and all the and cookouts and all the all the things like we are very seasonal people and we just move on to the next thing yeah and you're probably already preparing for memorial day or even like that trip to disney or whatever you have coming up or yeah. uh or, or all the things that are they're coming so we we just go from kind of step to step but in the midst of this try to see all of this all of this if it's created by 
this God who, who, who is so powerful that God created everything, including the people that then can use that to make beautiful artistry and form things out of this. And that, that formulation can be, uh, ideas and philosophy and, and like, uh, questions to ask about God. It can be art. It can be, uh, houses. It can be cooking. It can be, it's taking these things and repeating this act that, that this thing that made us, this being that made us, that put this spirit in us, this desire to wonder and know more yeah, and to create beautiful things, whether those things are beautiful art or beautiful Cheetos. Yeah. Yeah. Or even the most beautiful thing of all. And I think uh, the Reese's peanut butter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a bit of fear in this too. Yeah. And it's, uh, there's a way I can hear the haters and the commenters already like, Oh, you just think everything's okay. Well, to quote St. Taylor, the haters going to hate. That's right. Yeah. But like, I'm back to Halloween. It's Taylor Lautner I was quoting. <laughs> I'm back to Halloween, and like the number of people I've heard say, you can't participate in that stuff because it's evil and it's awful and you'll yeah. backslide. Yeah. And you'll... yeah, yeah, If you worship a god that is afraid of your vampire costume, yeah. you don't worship a god big enough. Yeah. And like, how is that? But then that fear gets... It's our fear. Well, that and the projecting. other side too, that there are spirits out there that are so strong that they can that they can pull you out of God's grip. Right. Yeah. And that's again not to say everything is permissible because sometimes no, no, we no. form some stuff no. and we shouldn't. Yeah. Um, and that's to be avoided. And even if you were to say, I mean, Paul says everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Right. So just because you can do everything, just because there's nothing that you can do that can make God not love you, doesn't mean you should do everything you yeah. can because it's not beneficial. Right. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help other people. Right. And I'd say, yeah, that's the right passage because I think even in that beneficial, like, don't be scared of it. Yeah. You know, even if you're going to look at something and say, you know what, that's not beneficial to me. I'm not going to participate. That doesn't that. mean it's evil. Right. Yeah. And you don't need to be afraid of it. If it's not yeah. good for you, then that's fine. Don't participate. But like. Cheetos is a great example. Again, to yeah, keep right. it, this is the, the, basically this should be the theology of Cheetos, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> So Cheetos, not beneficial to you no. all the time. No. Not eating a whole barrel full of those cheese balls. Oh, you'd be dead in a week. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they are evil. Right. The, like the, the, any, I mean, if you're allergic to them, don't eat them at all. Yeah, right. But it doesn't mean that we should ban them from the world. Yeah, right. Yeah. But no, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That they're still good. Even if it's something that you can't enjoy, that doesn't mean that no one should enjoy it. Yeah. And even if like Andy Warhol's not your taste, that doesn't mean that that's not art. Right. Even if you celebrate Easter in a way that does not have Easter egg hunts and Easter bunnies and that you don't. And even if you are one of those people who just says resurrection Sunday, that doesn't mean you're wrong. No, that's fine. But it also doesn't mean that everything, everyone else is wrong. Right. That there are many ways in which we can enjoy God. Like that simple thing of saying that we can see the goodness mm-hmm. even in this. And it, it doesn't have to be in spite of our faithfulness. Right. That we don't have to pretend that when we do the Easter egg hunt, it's actually resurrection eggs that we're searching for, <laughs> and we have to do all that. Like we don't have to. Do people th- really call them that? Yeah. Oh, eggs? Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. There, people, Christians are great at finding ways to justify doing things that they want that they feel guilty about doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We had an All Saints Eve celebration instead of a holiday Halloween celebration. I'm but a big again, fan of Trunk or Treat too. Yeah. 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 yeah Trunk or Treat is the perfect. We're not actually endorsing this holiday. Right. We're just giving away candy for yeah. Jesus. No one's dressing up here. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Happy Easter tide, everybody. Oh. Oh. That's pretty good. We did it. Happy Easter tide, everybody. Get all the uh, barking candy you can and oh, yeah. uh, st- 
Stay give it up. to us. Yeah, give it. Send send it to <laughs> Roughing the Pastor. <laughs> Can you put candy through Twitter? Is oh man, I think so. If not, yeah. just like DM us and we'll yeah. tell you how to get it to us. Because <laughs> I will, especially those Reese's peanut butter eggs. I will take all, all of them. Yeah, yeah I love great. them. I think that that's about it. Oh yeah. wait, here he comes. All right, hi Bartleby. Here's our house elf. Bartleby, our house elf, always tells us. House has such bad news. I know. He's just. I mean, I understand his job, and it's important, but okay. <laughs> Only one. We're getting better. So here we go. We said Niels Bohr was German, or implied that he was German because he spoke German. Niels Bohr was actually Danish, Oof. so he spoke Danish. Uh, he probably would have spoken German yeah. too. So I don't really know that Who that was doesn't? necessary. Uh, thanks, Bartleby. Thank you, Bartleby. I Okay, I don't want to say I disagree with you. Oh no, I like it. I like it. I disagree. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a challenge flag on the most important theological topic that we brought up today. I don't think the Reese's egg is the perfect oh. chocolate to peanut butter ratio, and I am oh. fully prepared to start that debate online. Are you a so, double? You're a double stuff Oreo guy too. Right? I am. Oh no, that's the wrong proportion. No. You know what the right proportion is? The Oreo. No. If it, if the double stuff was the right proportion, <laughs> they would just call that the Oreo, and the other one would be called the half stuff. And they essentially have. Nope, but yeah, nope, nope, yeah. nope. Okay, well, <laughs> on Twitter or Instagram, do you tell me what is the best ratio of Reese's peanut butter <laughs> to chocolate? Uh, the correct answer is the big cup. And until next time, I'm Jay. And I'm Tyler. Wait, wait a real one, too. That, that uh, on, on Twitter, tell us um, where maybe where places of creation that you've seen. Maybe things that you can... Uh, where you've seen God in places that you didn't expect, uh, mm-hmm. seen God in the secular, or seen God in things that people have told you is pagan or people yeah. have told you is wrong. Where are some things that I said at the very beginning? I when I was a high school kid, I saw God in Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails is anti God. Yeah, and I, I learned a lot about a lot of good things about God from Nine Inch Nails. A lot of good things about what it's like when you don't have God in your life. That kind of suffering. And again, I compared it to Ecclesiastes, which I think is a great thing to compare it to. Yeah. So. Do that. Do all that stuff. We'd love to hear from you. We love getting Twitter stuff. We love that conversation that's happening online because it's great. Because we want this to be something that makes you think. And you guys make us think when you respond to us. Absolutely. So, okay. Now, again, I've still been Tyler. And I'm Jay. And this has still been Roughing Roughing the the Pastor. Pastor. Cool. See you guys. We did it. We did it. It's a big cup. There's no debate.